before I proceed with you. This shit was mainly moving bass, so insanely. I had to pack a pistol to get to home safely. Alone like AC, moving zones kind of pacey. Lil kid 13, smoking on the lacy. This shit was crazy. I'm glad I made it through sane. Most didn't make it, couldn't change them to a new lane. Or they succumb to the vices that help them through pain. Some ratted, relocated with a new name. I was bred in this shit, it's in my blue veins. Can't get it out, it's like white drawers and Duke stains. Trying to hustle for a bucket in a new chain. I just learned to numb it out like the two grains. And the kids love Wu-Tang. Yeah. Oh. Sipping on mud. She sang colors from blood. blood. Double cup still. Filled up to the rim. And he paints I got. So I'm on my cell. They just not seal. Take some off that extra. I like extra money. That just shrill. Hit him with the remix. Got in my dish line for real. Say that boy that wants some green. You know I filled it with night quill. Damn, Charlie, you still the one you doing when you be out here. You still selling squares. You got bass. You still got them. You still tricking niggas out they cash when you out here. Had to be one of them pussy ass niggas, I am not I down. Am not. Try to trip bitch slime out that cash and I got down. Nigga thought that shit was over with till the forehead dropped. Drop Money, it gon' always get you bitch ass niggas out here. Are uh, you nigga falling for a bitch and slime all goddamn? Trip him, she gon' sell that pussy whatever about him. Spend some more, drop a location where you at, we got him. Nigga walking with them tie pads and he cannot hide them. And my bitch that say he sweet, get wet, we got to try him.
no dole with the shit by myself. Ain't nobody put shit on. Nah. I'm from my uncle and my cousin know I'm busting. I ain't going for shit, homie. Never. Pussy nigga better get gone. Get gone. I'm the type of nigga taking shit and go put it on. Fuck you mean, nigga? You still tricking niggas out they cash when you out here. Had to be one of them pussy ass niggas. I am not gone. Try to trip, bitch, slime out that cash and I got him. Niggas thought that shit was over with till the forehead dropped. Drop Money, it gon' always get you bitch ass niggas out here. Out here. Are you nigga falling for a bitch and slime ball got them? Trip up, she gon' sell that pussy whatever about him. Set some up, drop a location where you at. We got, we got him. him. <laughs> yeah, man, y'all chill out. Yeah, I'm big bad slime. Big Max, still step on your bitch ass, nigga. Uh-huh. Heart attack, gang, though. Mama. Thank you. 
for genocide.
Remember, we started that set off with the roots sacrifice, followed it up with paranoid cereal for the kids. We heard some Vince Staples, Lil Fade, Paris with Truce Music featuring T Cash, Cameo, She's Strange, the theme from Godzilla. Ghost Rider by the Watershed featuring Dirty Sanchez. Revenge by Young Nudie. Three Six Mafia with Playa Hades. Little Phantomas with the Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me theme. My Bloody Valentine, Only Tomorrow. We had a request for some Sum 41, The Hell Song. And ended that with Rage Against Machine, Darkness off the soundtrack for The Crow, which tonight being October 30th means it's Devil's Night. So all you tricksters out there, get your fix in tonight. Um, but, uh, But don't hurt anybody. Please don't do that. We're gonna keep things moving right now with some new music, actually. I'm gonna play you some new shit from Cities of Eve, Mino just dropped a new album, and uh, some Lee Fields, as well as probably some more. I'm gonna first get into this new Cities of Eve. He dropped the album earlier this year that was already one of my top albums of the year, Man Plays the Horn. And he just dropped this new album that is equally as good and a kind of different musical style for him from the last one. And this one's called Working Title for the album Secret Waters. And the track is Action. Cities of Eve. We got this Toki Monster in the background right now. I'll let this ride out. Keep it locked right here in the final hour. Meaning radio.
for themselves, fool. You the one with low vibration. On the low hating on all of my situations with your soul life changing because of my dedication to making good collaborations. You need to be patient. Believe in yourself, don't be around. People who talk about it but who are not about it sound like they've been up and down enough to retire. But giving up is like giving your blood to a lion. Me, I keep trying though. They send you a connect. These counterproductive suckers gon' give me my respect and oh, it's all love though. I'm not gonna waste a minute sitting around thinking if I'm ever gonna get it, get it. I'm 
10 millimeter got a fever. Goddamn, a bitch bad you ever seen her. She only like to drink me in tequila. You ain't we never bought a honey before. Uh-uh. Test the Jeep with the zip up doors. Grand piano and the pickup floors. I heard you was a bitch up north. Run the bands up, heat the pans up. Work in the taxi like Tony Danza. Put the steps on the work, I'm a dancer. The brick had a baby and a grandson. They caught him on camera blaming son. Got it on tape, kid rockin' Pamela. It went kid rockin' Pamela. Trap me up a go road, hunting around Drake in the long road, thugging on eight with the four four. High speed chase with the hoods on, running from Jake in the popo. They claim the game, but they still part. Swear the hundred purse seen another drop. Been a hot boy with them rock stars, watching out for the sweep off a dumb bar. When them grandma keys would be unmarked, sitting on the corner in the hood park, say be the gun charge. Seen them in the hood, hop out the back of the squad car. Either you trap or you farm hop. Chopping some straps on the arm stock. Slide my glocks in the armrest. Got some get back, we ain't ducking no wreck. Put that chopper to a nigga lips like some fucking Carmack. Blow the R test, DJ running back like a fucking hot track. Thugging in the projects, I wish I could bring my nigga Marsh back. Turn your town into old country buffet, but we met the plug it out back. We was back and forth down to KY running with the Wildcat. Met my young dog up in Mount Jack, took it off the loud pack. Hey, my irritating ass days, but a nigga let it count wreck.
washed over. I'm like fucking bubble baller. Catch him up at Bob's show. Stolen with a trouble caller. Bastard. Who can make G faster than a newly remastered while being truly plastered? There's four sides to every story. If you want to talk, they probably still ignore me. Contemplate more over a cup of warm coffee. It's really getting gory. Tell your problems to Maury. Don't bore me with the glory. Hallelujah. Cruise me like Pooey. Sold a bunch of hooey. I knew he had new G. Who he? Victor Vaughn. He had a new sicker song. I think he called it Lick Upon. Um, but uh, he studied rhymes and patterns. Climb so steep at times the beat don't be mattering. Sounding like a half deafened scurvy band rock. A program computer by a crafty Herbie Hancock. Maybe next life you can try harder. Got a martyr at the hands of the fire starter. All scripts ripped available for bio barter. Transport the stack to the lab via charter. On the microphone he came with days and the laser. What a guy practice banging flies with razors. And watch out for the robots, got eyes with lasers. Tell them when they come with more topics besides blazers. Enough with the gun already, they all toys and lames. The joys in the game, he asked him how's your poison game. Will you bust your crossbow? Also, more so, acumen body blows the torso.
screaming at my mind, saying let it go. Speaking like I'm 90, though my ID says I'm 24. Heavy smoke cloud full of all of my blueprints. My first book of poems was a wallowing youth strip. I use flips, never saw smoke in his cool tips. Know the long term of the potion you choose it. No loose ends, bitch, I clean the table and hock it. Close legal money deals with an eighth in my pocket. Profit, though I blew it in a day and a half. Dropped a bag in the restaurants and stayed in the abs. Backlash is ignored, I don't have to report to anyone that ain't ever press and play a record. I ain't worried about the pay, I'm creating rapport. But you still shouldn't ever have me pay to perform. Felt harm till I poured that tequila with an ice laying. When I stepped up to the mic, they heard my mind saying. We got the basic instincts to keep the party live. We got your niggas open, hit you with the party vibe. I'm cruising like skating in Central Park. I've been finished across for 20 minutes. I got the 40 on my lap, my tape playing blue bap. The nigga next to me talking about. I said, yo, chill with that. We ain't having no black on black. I gave him a slap on the black hand side, put out a fat sack. Now we spark the law every day of the week. Keep a nigga from getting tweaked up inside this piece. I fall on niggas like a rain child. When I'm wrecking up the scene, we bring the pain loud and wild. Fuzzy mode, no rock on and on. Fuzzy mode, no rock on and on. Since the break is on, we rock on and on. Since the break is on. Fuzzy mode, no rock on and on. Since the break is on, make the break is on. Yo, we got the basic instincts to keep the party live. We got your niggas open, hit you with the party vibe. Goes yes, yes, y'all, to the beat, y'all, we will leak off, out in the streets, y'all, through your auditory walls, 
never take a fall. Call on Lord Quas, you know we'll always keep it raw. Like my nigga Mad Lip, we manifesting from the West. No one contest, I keep myself free from stress. Plus, I drop in sight like Mike Minnelli. I keep my cherry on top, but ask for Blackberry. But anyway, Quas, you know the rock on and on. Just to break it down. Quas, you know the rock on and on. Just to break it down. Quas, you know the rock on and on. Just to break it down. Alright, we started that set off with Pokey Monster, Rose's Thorn, followed that up with some Cities of Eve action, new music from Smino and Cruza, that track was Luforia, off his brand new album Love for Rent, which is quickly becoming one of my favorites of the year, the more I listen to it. After that, new music by made by Harry. That track was resetting from XL Middleton. Love when it comes down to it, featuring Z-Man and Monique. From Ike and Tina Turner, three o'clock in the morning blues. TD Camp and Mac Dre, she only sees me. The architect with the shit off of There's No More Room in Hell, part six. 03 Greedo, The Floating. New music from Westside Gun. That was Science Class featuring Busta Rhymes, Raekwon, Ghostface, and Stove God Cooks. Produced by Swizz Beats on that one, if you can believe it. He drops a fire B for that track right there. Bully James and the Alchemist. Blow Roll. From DJ Muggs and Rock Marciano. That was White Dirt. Victor Vaughn, Look Upon, and Quasimodo with Basic Instinct. And thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Had a blast playing these tunes. Hope you've been enjoying them. Writing down the names and... Oh shit, I can't believe I forgot the hottest single of the year right now. MC Paz... Woo off through time upcoming December 2022 we're playing that in rotation many more along with more tracks from that in the future but thank y'all again so much for listening I love doing this every week sharing you some of my favorite jams that let's watch a full length movie on youtube with me mike spiegelman 
and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to hey, LWU, A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Great to see you, Carl. Great to see you. And today, usually I would say we're going to watch this movie, but we're not. We're not. We're going to vote on the Razzies. Welcome to our show. Every week, uh, we've been doing this since 2016. We are we stream first on mutinyradio.fm. We're on the station right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m., Normally, we watch an entire movie on YouTube and talk over it. We love all sorts of movies. We also are members of the Razzies. And guess what? It's time to vote for the 2023 Razzies. The ballot just came out yesterday, uh, two days ago, as we record other show airs on February 29th. There is a deadline. We need to get Wait, our no, ballots out. We will, no, on the 19th, this will air. Okay. The ballot came out on the 15th. So we're doing it now so that you at home, you Razzies Academy members, can vote with us at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we're going to spend our show going through our ballots and voting. And if you enjoy it or you enjoy the programming on Mutiny Radio, we'd love for you to donate at Venmo at Mutiny Radio. If you want to learn more about our show, find our acronym either on YouTube or on podcast. And that acronym is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. All right, Carl, I'm ready. I watched okay. all the movies that were nominated for Worst Pictures and Actors yeah. and, and such. Yeah, it's a big pain in the ass to stream everything, but you can't responsibly vote unless you do that, right? Yeah, I, I want to mention that I've been a Razzie member for at least 15 years, and there are years I don't vote because I didn't see the movie. Mm. How can I call Watson and Holmes a bad film if I didn't watch it when it was theatrically <laughs> released? A year later, I saw it. It was a piece of shit. Yeah, and that version was different from what was in the theater. So mm -hmm. thank you, pandemic. Thank you, streaming wars. We are now in a position where every single movie is available for streaming, except for three that I had rent. Other than that, I got it from my T freebie, from my Hoopla, my Hulu. <laughs> and we'll talk about it. Well, I had to pay for Good Morning. You yeah, can... I think I had to pay for three of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll I'll complain about which movies I had to pay for. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go a little bit backwards. Let me share screen here so that the uh, audience can see the... Um, and this is a proprietary ballot, so I'll try to copy it. Yeah, by the way, not just anyone can be in the Razzies, okay? I mean, you have to have a bad movie podcast. That's true. I'm sorry if you don't have a bad, but fortunately, everybody has a bad movie podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just, I don't want to, I wish it was that way so we can feel exclusive. Are we in the Raz Academy? Is that what it's called? But anybody can just pay the money and sign up and vote. The Razzies, it's the 43rd anniversary. 43 years ago, guy got fed up with the Academy Awards. He watched Xanadu. He thought that was a piece of shit and it was yeah. different from the Academy. So this has always been a parody of the Academy Awards. The nominations are announced the day before the Oscar nominations. The winners are announced the day before the Oscars. And they keep, unfortunately, they keep the same format that the Oscars do. That's worse picture, worse actors. As we right. get into the weeds, you can see how sometimes that doesn't really fit the mold. But Now, you at home, I suggest that on your YouTube device, which I know you had ready because you thought we were going to watch a movie, yes. you go to um the trailer and just play the trailer without us the first one we want to talk about is blonde 
Okay. Right off the bat, huh? Yeah. Let me uh, try to stop sharing here. Now we can say, okay. The reason Blonde is the first one to talk about is it's got eight nominations in the Razzie. Big time, including two of the actors. Yes. Worst picture, worst. Now it says worst remake sequel ripoff. So just it is a ripoff. They're exploiting uh, a pop culture icon the same way the Diana musical last year was nominated, even though it was an, a Broadway show. It's uh -huh. a camp figure, and they're exploiting the exploitable parts of their lives. Now there were two people for worst supporting actor. There was a worst screen couple nomination, and there was worst director. Right. Can we? Yeah, and we'll talk about that worst couple because that's a pretty funny one, honestly. Yeah, it is, and uh, I'm a little mad at the Razzies when we get to worst couple because lots of those aren't couples. It's the Razzies making. It's always they, they've done that every year. They do I know. Year. Yeah. Okay, and it's one of their of all, unique categories too. Like that's a category they can claim. It's not powering the Oscars, so you know they do. Yeah, worst screen couple. That's right. You don't have best screen couple. For, uh, the Academy Awards, right? No. Now, look, I just want to complain about this one Oscar. Is it okay, Mike? I know that's really not our... Sh okay, I just want to complain about this one Oscar. Okay, what a grouch! He's a trash man. <laughs> Have you seen this place? What a dump. Oh, what a dump. Guy lives outside of the... He loves trash. Okay. The first thing I want to say is that Blonde... Well, of course, it's Marilyn Monroe, and it's her biography. It's her life story. But it's fiction. It's fiction. And they make no bones about – like Elvis didn't say we're fiction, right? Elvis tried to say they're That's really – a good comparison. That's another 50s icon who got a biography last year. Yeah. And they briefly appear in the Razzie. Uh, yeah, I... right. Okay, so first of all, it is fair. They're, they're saying it's fictional. Now, one of the things is she never had an abortion, and that's all over the film. And so that's fiction. And so they they said they applied the studio wanted her to get an abortion because right. it's a love child of uh, Cass Chaplin and Eddie uh, Jr. Yeah, these are the Chaplin brothers. Uh, they are the, uh, Charlie Chaplin's kids, and well, it's one kid, and then it's Edgar G. Robinson's kid, Eddie Jr. Oh, 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 okay, okay. There, and both those only... actors were nominated for worst actor. Yeah, it was yeah, worth supporting. They were the only good piece in that movie. They were the loves <laughs> of her lives. He loved them, and it was a sweet relationship. And of course, you I know, think the man. So. And it was unconventional, you know. And it was in the fifties being unconventional. Sure. And that, that really see the thing is in the fifties there really was the real world. It's just our impression from movies and television is that everything was nice and clean. No, that was the public face, you know. And yeah. I mean, there were you know girls that didn't but there were girls that did in the 50s they just weren't on tv this movie came out on netflix it was two hours and 47 minutes four minutes longer than wakanda forever it uh, -huh. uh was based on a book by joyce carol oates called bio novel and i haven't read it but just from the sounds of the title and knowing yeah. the author it must have been like a you know not actual it's a poetic postmodern take on on a character which, when you read the words, it probably connects in a way that it should. But on the screen... Okay, now the the picture was pretty. It was beautiful in the same way Elvis was. Now, Elvis was way superior to it in its look and feel. One of but my favorite movies. Was, 
Yeah, I thought so too. At least in that stylized look. I mean, every scene was perfect, you know. You, you would pause that movie and you just have this million dollar explosion in the background. Just and it's chaos. Marilyn, you pause it and you just want to slit your wrist. Well, no, but I mean, first of all, it was very st- it, it was black and white for some of it, color for others. It was very stylized. The director did this thing in which he he took the actress and put her in the real life movie. So yeah. Jack Lemon is uh am I saying the name right? Right, but can I mention that Jack Lemon was played by Chris Lemon in the movie. Okay, so according Are you sure about that? Yeah. Because it's yeah, sure. Yeah, so for some like it hot, they used Tony Curtis's face. But right. the scenes where she's acting with uh, against Jack Lemon, that's actually Oh, 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 gotcha. Uh let's see here. Real footage from Monroe's filmography is used in this movie mixed with scenes recreated by Anna de Armas, who placed um who was placed in all film. Uh All About Eve, Don't Bother to Knock, Niagara, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. That was right. a big one in the film. That was someone with her skirt going up. No, no, no. That was a seven year itch. Right. Seven year itch is yeah, and yeah, and, and like Joe DiMaggio like beat her for it. I don't know if that was real or not, you know? Bobby, and then, of uh, course, some like it hot. Andrew Dominic, this is our director, uh, said he didn't initially get permission from MGM to use the footage of their film. So he had to shoot backup versions, such as for the scene with Armas and Tony Curtis in Some Like It Hot, which he shot with an actor playing Curtis in case he couldn't get permission to use the original footage. Dominic was allowed to use the footage after M- an MGM executive got fired and was replaced by blah, 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 who gave him oh. permission. So he he covered his ass and filmed those scenes with who did you say was Tony Curtis? It was actually Tony Curtis. He was listed as himself in the credits. Who did you say the actor was that the actor Chris Lemon played his mm-hmm. father, Jack Lemon, in, okay. in in Some Like It Hot. But Tony Curtis, they actually used the archival footage. Yes. Now this was the first movie that was NC seventeen to ever be streamed. Is that interesting? I don't know. I, I'm um, going to say bullshit on that because Casper Noe's Love, which had a lot of explicit sex, played on Netflix for a while. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you got the 365-day movies. Uh, right. Which, which is probably Boy, not NC-17, but very close to it. Yeah. You know, the, I really didn't like those films, and we'll talk about oh, it. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, now, this director uh, was also the writer, and he's very honest. He's very honest because he's very conceited this asshole um he did not base it upon the book right dominic did his own research reading several of monroe's biography he's very he used very little of oates 2000 novel blonde in the movie but he also added the book was pretty much the bible for the film so i don't get it like he he did it on its own he probably has her own style i have to read the book to confirm it she probably hit certain points in her life, and he said, oh, yeah, that's the Bible. That's right. We should bring that up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know. Like, it was the Bible in terms of the cadence of... Do you think that uh, she blows JFK in the book? Good question. Now, this is one of the reasons why I'm mad at the film. Like, I kind of like the film, but I'm mad at it at the same time. Like, like he was trying to make the point that this woman was manipulated and used as a sex thing. Now, number one, we don't know what really happened with JFK, right? We don't know. 
this is a totally fake version. Like, come in here and suck my dick, right? That's right. Well, I watch a 50s horror movie. Yeah, well, no, he was on the phone. It's a Cuban Missile Crisis, and then on TV, a UFO crashes into the White House. Oh, yes, right, right. Okay, the second reason I'm mad at this director is he's trying to show how awful we are to women, and then he himself does that. So we can see a blowjob on screen. Come on, dude. We're not stupid. Worst. Worst is the blowjob. Then she goes out of her mind like she kind of detaches herself and imagines it's an acting right. job. And then we see the, the audience watching her blowing the president. Right. I'm not and a it's a close-up. In, in our world of internet pornography, it's, it, you, see, you don't see the actual shaft because her fist is doing it. But, it's I mean, she's yeah. doing it. You know, right there on the big screen for everyone to see. Who are you kidding? You did that for sex reasons, not for exploit. Like, if you really were trying to say how awful it is we exploit women, you were not very good at tasteful at it. I mean, yeah, I, um, I had a problem with this movie. I thought it was very depressing. I'm tired of hearing about Marilyn Manson. No, excuse me, Charles Manson, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Uh-huh. And Marilyn Monroe. If I never see a one-man show about those those icons, <laughs> I will live happy. If there's a one-man show called Norma Jean, I'm not going. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that yeah. was my attitude walking in this movie, and it didn't change my mind, unfortunately. And it was really depressing. And I don't think the guy likes women, and we'll talk about yeah. that in a couple uh, category, which is pointed out by the Razzies. It was a slog, a very depressing movie. Either you like it or you don't like it, and I did not like it. And, but it was no, like in, in, in the beginning. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I guess I'm cutting you off. In the no. beginning, um, she's all like uh, uh, wide-eyed and like um, you know, babe in the woods, right? But by the end of the film, she's still doing that same character of what's going on? I can't. You would think that she would have you know after Limit. marriages and abortion and fame, she would have. She wouldn't be all stalled. What's going on anymore? She I mean, was she lost. Was... She was lost. She saw men in the corner and paranoia. She she's on the pills. She's she doesn't know what she's talking about. It takes forever to give a tip to uh, a doorman. Now, yeah, that's right. I remember that. It was depressing the beginning, man. His her childhood. It's depressing. Her mom was depressing. I mean, yeah. that was probably the most interesting scene of them going through the California fires and her demanding. You know, and then the mom hitting her after all that. You know, yes, it was, yes. yes. So there now, was she an... tried to kill the little girl. Yeah. Fucked up. Fucked up. I don't know. I'm not a fan so of the I movie. have more to talk about. Yes. Okay. First of first they were gonna get Naomi Watts, who I know from I Heart Huckabees, but you know her face. She's been in a million things. Sure. Tank girl. They were also going to get um Jessica. Chastity. Yeah. Who we'll talk Who about later. Molly's Game, Zero Dark Thirty. You might know her from that. The three also, five five. Yeah, that's right. The the spy film, the ensemble cast spy film. Now also Brad Pitt is all over this. He was one of many producers, but he did a film with this director called Killing Them Softly in 2012. He learned about the project. He was the one who said the Armist should be our Marilyn, and it got cast pretty much because of him. We um, mentioned that she's nominated for an Oscar, so this is one of those overlaps where uh, a Oscar-nominated film is getting nominated for Razzies as well. So 
the real world does not agree with the Razzies, and the Razzies does not agree with Akata, you know. Okay. She, she did so, a good job. Now, this was a little gross also, how they would show the fetus in her body. Also, it was a fully formed baby. It wasn't, you know. I, I agree with you. Which would be, it would not be endearing if you saw what a fetus really looks like as it's gestating and growing. So they it's made it like in her head, like the baby's talking to Marilyn. Yeah. They had the baby talk to her. And so, of course, uh, Planned Parenthood had a lot to say about it. Catholic World Report had a lot to say about it. You know, it's on both sides. I don't know why he touched this area. Um, it's the love child of the, of the men she really loved. And, you know, she had to go to a test and they, or whatever, and they, they aborted the baby. Well, in real life, she had three miscarriages. Two of them were with um, the playwright. What's his name? Arthur Miller. Yeah. He's Adrian Brody in this film. Yeah, and I don't think Adrian Brody did a very good job. I, he was I better don't... in See How They Run. I really thought he was a lot better in that movie. Uh, but this this movie was, you knew it was going to be a slog when he shows up an hour 20 into the film, and you're just like, now we get to the Arthur Miller part. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the film was going on forever. It didn't need to take that long, but it did. No. Now, this We're, is really interesting. They used real-life locations in the film. Uh, the, in, the initial scenes of the film were shot in the same apartment one, where Monroe lived with her mother. Oh. And Monroe's death scene was also filmed in the same room she died in, in real yeah. life. That's terrible. Now, DeArma said at a press conference that she believes Monroe's ghost was with them on the set. She thinks that the ghost was happy. She would also throw things off the wall sometimes and get mad if she didn't like something. Maybe this sounds very mystical, but it's true. We all felt it. Best of luck in the Oscars. I hope she wins. The end. Okay. So I have I, can, to I, say, can I just mention something? My brother no, Adam, my brother Adam, who's the maestro of bad movies, he breaks yeah. the bad movies down. There's good bad movies that are just fun to watch. Yes. There's bad, bad movies, and then you have good, good, bad movies and good, bad, bad movies. Do you understand what I mean? And this yes, is a I bad, do. bad, bad movie. It was a bad right. movie, and it wasn't fun to watch. Right. You know, sometimes, like, for instance, there was that um, – the Bee Gees did a Beatles movie called Sgt. Pepper or whatever. Sure. And, and it was like, oh, this will be fun to riff on, you know, but it'll be a fun, bad movie. But it wasn't. It was just a bad, bad movie. That happens. Yeah, um, and we're going to see a bunch of them today as well in the nomination. I'm not funding this movie as worst movie of the year, but I don't like it. Okay, after Blonde for Worst Picture, we have Morbius. Okay, and let's talk about Morbius, which... Okay, let's see here. Uh, okay, apparently, this is a superhero film based on Marvel Comics character of the same name. Apparently, he's part of the Spider-Man He's a Spider-Man-related villain, I guess, although we see him as a hero in the movie. Um, Jared Leto, okay. Yeah, who's not made uh, for worse actor. There were previously two notable attempts to adapt the character of Mobius into cinematic form since 1998, neither of which came to fruition. This is the first time. Uh, he was going to be in Blade as an Makes antagonist. Sense. And he was going to have a solo film, Artisan Entertainment. I know the name. Um, Venom was another Spider-Man-related character. 
They filmed this in 2019. Okay, so work on the film began to the end of the year in London in February of 2019. That's not the end of the year. Filming completed in June. Okay, so this was a 2019 film. You know, I... Uh, I don't think this was a bad film. Really? Yeah, you, you yeah, think no, I think it's I think it's a bad, a good, bad, bad film in the sense okay. that it takes me, it took me five minutes, maybe a minute at a go for two weeks to actually finish this movie. Every minute there's something new that's crazy in it. Every, uh-huh. you can go to any scene and you go, why, huh? What, mm-hmm. you know, or like, it's just off. There's something off about this entire movie for the duration of the film. And uh, I really enjoyed it in that sense that okay. it was also we're celebrating bad movies and pop culture. This movie was in the zeitgeist this year. We have to acknowledge that even my son who knows what morbing is, it became a meme. Uh, the, they actually re-released this film based on the cult of that. This is a bad film. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is something that doesn't happen all the time. And I think we should celebrate that. Honestly, I watched the film and I didn't have any, like reaction while I was watching it, like this sucks, you know. What I don't about know. like he he declines a Nobel Peace Prize? You didn't think that <laughs> <Yeah>. was funny? <laughs> well, I don't know if it was funny, but he how does he does he fly or does he just smudges around the the night sky? I I was assuming he was flying. He like he's acrobatic. I don't know. I don't know. He's got he um... like he jumps in the air and then like a CGI smidge happens and he disappears. So does mm-hmm. is he like smidging? I don't know. Because it's not really covered. By the way, you at home should be, uh, we should say it to, you know, find the Morbius trailer as we talk about it and watch it. And, you know, if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm sure that I've made the trailers. Okay. Anything else to say about this film? Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Morbius. I'm glad it, it came released. I thought Jared Leto went with his heart, and which we'll talk about in Worst Actor, and it was all there on the screen. I should mention that I'm friends with Al Madrigal. I've known him for years. I thought he was terrific as Therese's partner. Like Therese uh-huh. and, and Al Madrigal are these cops that show up every time everything happens. They show up afterwards and they yes. walk around. They remind me of the uh, DC character, the Phantom Stranger, which this guy in a turtleneck just shows up. They just show up. And Al will say like, oh, you think it has to do with San Francisco? What? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, you're talking about Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man and the characters based on Spider-Man. Yeah. And Morbius, he was a 70s Marvel character, which was either Kung Fu or horror character, you know, or vampires or Dracula. And that's what he was. He was a 70s yeah. Marvel Dracula. See, the thing I, was, one of the things I liked is that he was a Dracula, but he wasn't a vampire. He right. made himself through this serum trying to cure his blood disease. They're trying to have like an Avengers movie where the villains of the – remember the Sinister Six, Kragan the yes. Hunter – the the so at the end of this movie the falcon from the tom holland movies shows up in a multiverse riff and he's up there and he just walks up to morbius and he's like hey we should start a sinister six group yeah uh-huh. that's how it ends and then of course venom which is part of that cabal shows yeah. up in this spider-man movie from last year at the end like drinking at a bar like i gotta find spider-man for some reason right right yeah doesn't make any sense. Did you like the um, uh, Venom and I, I think Tom? It. 
I like I like him living in in San Francisco in the Tenderloin with yeah. a Tenderloin apartment. I like Tom Hardy. I think he kind of pulls it off, but no, not really. Is this so? So Sony is one thing, and the cinematic universe Mar is a different thing. Because yeah, so Spider Man does. Is he yeah. lent to cinematic universe? Yeah, he's well. That's the thing. He became part of the cinematic universe. They, they, Sony and uh, um, Disney worked together to release those three movies in conjunction. Yeah. But Sony is holding on to the rights of Spider Man and I any character say. from Spider Man. So there's going to be like Mr. Silk. There's going to Madam Silk. There's going to be tons of like characters that were in the Spider Man. And the Spider Man universe is pretty weird to begin with. So it's not like they don't have, you know. But it's it's just a cash grab. You know, Did there's you no like need for it. Strange multiverse, and you saw the spy other Spider-Man movies. I love the Strange Multiverse like movie. I really like that movie a lot. Uh, the the yeah. Spider-Man movie, I I thought it was a snore. I was ashamed because I I thought there was those movies are fun. They're they're aimed for kids. They're they're definitely aimed for teenagers. They're not aimed for me, and I I'm grateful for that. So I don't have an opinion. <laughs> on it. I really liked how they took um the the see I didn't like how like they had a Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. And then all of a sudden, nah, never mind that one. We got a new Spider-Man. Nah, never mind that one. We got, and now we're gonna totally mess it up with Tony Stark's involved. It's not even Uncle Ben anymore. Can, you we, know? can we just say real quick about that Spider-Man movie? They set it up that the that no one knows who he is, and you know we meet all the characters. They they were dead. There was agency, but now they're alive and they're all CGI yeah. anyway. So the lizard doesn't look like the actor from the first place. And it doesn't matter they died. They're here now. And it doesn't matter about the characters because it's all going to reset the next movie. Right, they right. all forgot who he is, and all the characters are all the private characters live in his universe. He he doesn't need his buddies in the next mm -hmm. movie. They don't know who he is, so they don't even need Tom Holland to be honest with you. They could just find someone else. It was a really crass movie. I didn't like yeah. that film. And anyway, Morbius Morbius is great. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. I, I'm a big fan too. The thing is, I didn't understand that it was bad. I guess the it world bad, totally it was. It didn't make a lick of sense. He was going like bats are attacking you one second, another second he's calling another guy by the wrong name, and the guy's calling himself by the wrong name. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Pinocchio. What does it mean, not Del Toros? Del Toro made a. There's a. This is one of two Pinocchio movies that came out this year. Netflix oh, has right. one from Academy Award director Del Toro, which he uses wood animation, stop motion wood. Right. Caricature. I read about that in researching this. Yeah, I don't. Now, I didn't have the bandwidth to see it. Okay. Now, first of all, Robert Zemeckis did this film, and you know he's. The trilogy of Back to the Future. He's Forrest Gump. He's Castaway. He's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, this guy's proven his chops. Uh, the second thing I want to say is, I thought it was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like the way that the uh, animated computer graphics worked with the live action worked perfectly. When they go to Pleasure Island and this guy is popping up, handing them root beers on the on yes. roller coaster, it's just everything clicked. You know, like the actors, the human beings were on point. The the animation, everything that was on the screen, just all flowed beautifully. Uh, he is he made movies like Polar Express and Beowulf, which uh, I think this is more of the vein where he's just kind of he's a technician and he's able to create this flawlessly. Whether there's a soul or heart to it, 
It's right. like it's a remake of a Disney live action a live action remake. We know what these we know what these films are walking in. They're pieces of shit that that stick to the cartoon regardless of anything. Okay, so I it was a little okay, Pinocchio was everything about his dad, but he hardly knew his dad. He had a conversation with Tom Hanks one time. But at the same time though, he was born, he got information from the Blue Fairy. Right. The cricket is all involved. So it was the, it makes sense he wanted his father because he didn't know anything else. This is his first day of life, his second day of life. He's trying to impress his father. He didn't know a world of life experiences to say, what do you, I just met this guy. He met him like as being born, you know? And when yeah. we're born, the first encounters we have shape everything. So, okay. This uh, was a remake of Disney's 1940 animated film. So this was an, a, an Italian book in 1883 called The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Calodi. This Perfect. only two months. They shot this in two months. That was it. That's nuts. Well, you know, Tom Hanks was definitely like COVID acting. You know, he was just in a room by himself for the entire movie. There was no one well, else there. No, well, the guy showed up in the beginning, tried to buy the clocks. Right. Right, and then yeah. he got on the street. Okay, a clock that so, has Dumbo. It, yeah, that's right. A clock that has Dumbo. Now, his acting was not good. I, I got to – I mean, first of all, I love Tom Hanks, okay? Yeah, we love Tom Hanks. But he did walk through this – oh, my goodness. Oh, he's a real boy. Oh. Like, so this is not the first time he's worked with Zemeckis. He was cast away in yeah. Polar Express. So right. he definitely – they definitely have a kinship. But, yeah. He just kind of wiggled his eyebrows on cue and and overacted. It's sort of like he was a uh, uh, an amateurish actor on, in a play. Like he's oh I'm the old man. Oh it's goodness. Now I know Tom Hanks, and I bet you he had the ability to really become an old man and just say, well. Would you look at – I bet you all his lines and everything, we could have believed it really came from a person. I wasn't buying it. Yeah, and I have a problem with all the live-action versions. You, it's not a classic your cartoons. It doesn't have to be exactly beat by beat. It doesn't make a sense in the real world to have talking animals that you can't tell if they're talking. Right. This film like did a little bit better, and it wasn't as awful as Dumbo, but – yeah. Uh, it was, you know, even the Aladdin movie. I, I can't sit through these films unless not that I'm in we a... saw. You mean no, Robin no, Williams. not with Bud Spencer, oh, with with uh, Guy Ritchie directed with uh, Will Smith. Okay, so um, it uh, the critics found that it lacked the charm of the 1940s film, uh, visually dazzling but soulless. Yeah. Uh, your conscience should be your guide to not make unnecessary remakes. Oh. Um, <laughs> Generally unfavorable reviews. Every frame in Pinocchio is filled with rich and rich and lush detail. Yep. It almost looks like a three D film, and the performances, yep. whether live action or voiced, are universally excellent. I don't agree with the performances. Well, I know Lorraine Bracco from The Sopranos yes. is nominated, and I don't even remember her character. Well, she was the woman. She was the girl puppet, I think. She was the girl puppet, not the puppeteer. Right, no, no. The puppeteer was a live-action person, yeah. But I didn't hear that kind of raspy voice in that. I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I love. She her doesn't get my trailer. voice vote in the Razzies, so that's why I guess I didn't 
I didn't I didn't notice. I thought it was the uh, human actress that was the puppeteer that was doing it. I thought she had a crush on Pinocchio and that's why she was talking through the puppeteer. I didn't realize yeah, through the puppet, right. I didn't realize the puppet was there. It's it's a film that they're gonna make whether I wanna watch it or not, because they have a bottom line and they know they're gonna make money and they released yes. it not in theaters, but they put it in in uh Disney graveyard to die, Disney Plus. But you know, now, it's content. One of the things that the critics pointed out, and I didn't even know it, because but I, I have seen the original film, but this like dead son that Tom Hanks has and a dead wife wasn't part of 1940s film apparently. Well, you know this. They also streamlined the point. So Jiminy Cricket, first off, he looks such a corporate film. He while they play "When You Wish Upon a Star," he goes, "Oh, that's my song!" Right, yeah, like in the beginning. Yeah. Screw you, Disney. <laughs> and then like they streamlined this thing like. It's not episodic adventures. It's he has to find a conscious, and these are hap these things are happening in sequ in sequential order because he needs to find a conscious. Right. I don't think the nineteen forty cartoon really was that streamlined. I don't think the book, you know, even though it was a morality tale, was like oh because he didn't listen to Jiminy Cricket, he right. this happened. It was just things were. I happening. wonder if Jiminy Cricket was the Disney creation for the. It was, yeah. It was, I don't think there was a Jiminy Cricket. And also, bring back the fucking cigars. Bring back the goddamn cigars. The fuck. <laughs> it was the best part of the movie, these boys smoking cigars at Pleasure Island. Didn't even give me the cigars. They're they're committing a sin. And the only time a girl shows up is when they were complaining. They're holding signs that say, you know, we hate things or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Six nominations this gets for the Razzies. I didn't think it was as sucky. It's not right? as sucky. Yeah, I'm okay. not... The only other weird thing about this is that the principal photography began under the working title Mahogany. Oh, like why Diana Ross movie. But why wouldn't it be Pinocchio? Because they don't want people to know what they're doing. They don't want. Oh, like, that's why it was to yeah. hide. Oh, 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 okay. So if you have a big movie, you you would send the reel, but you would say it's something else. It's Blue Storm or some shit like that. Anything else to say about Pinocchio? No. Okay, let's man. go back to the voting. And next is good morning. good morning. Listen, audience at home, go to YouTube and search for trailer. Carl, good morning. I, I'm not. I can't watch the trailer because my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> I can't eat. I'm not hungry. My girlfriend broke up with me. Yeah, but we're at the Denny's, and you're with six of your friends. Let's go eat anyway. Yeah. Okay, so this film, first of all, when I was watching it, I was like, we're not seeing anything new here. It's the same old stoner stuff and uh, youth stuff. The hangout movie. Hangout movie. Right. And, um, you know, that uh, the, the roommate who became their neighbor, she yeah. was all makeup. I don't know what she really looks like in the real world. She was Megan just Fox? makeup. Megan Fox. Well, I mean, there's one scene where she's not wearing shoes, so you get to see her toes on the trial. <laughs> but I'm sure they she had them painted. Toned. I didn't look, but her nails. This is a buddy-buddy hangout film. It's written and directed by Machine Gun Kelly and okay. a guy named Modson, who right. I think now, he's, he's the what? The blue-haired roommate? Right. He's the blue-haired guy. And I, I just want to say that like, while I was watching this film, I didn't know that. But when it was done, when I learned that it was written, produced, and directed by those two goofs, 
I had a little more respect for them that they could pull something together. I mean, they wrote it, produced it, and directed it. It really looked like it's some a day in the life. Hollywood executives got the latest things and put it all together. No, they did that on their own. This is a day in the life about a fictitious actor named London Creed or whatever. London London yeah. Royal. And yeah, London he, Broil. London Broil. He stars in Good Bad People, which had a terrible season finale, uh, which I guess is on terrestrial TV. And they right. released that episode that week. And he's going up for the uh, to audition for Batman. However, right. he receives a text at the start of the film that says, Good morning with a U. The idiot has to look up the w definition of the word morning on his phone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, no, my girlfriend is going to break up with me. Immediately, that's all he talks about. Every he gets all this cool weed, right. he gets all this opportunity. I don't want uh, my girlfriend to he's not at all. There's not a single moment where she wants to break up with him until right. his whiny ass causes her to say, Shut up. I, <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah. know, I want some space. I need a break. I but really it, liked when it was with the U, so he goes, What is this English? I wonder how many people got that, you know, with like color and behavior. Yeah. There's other words. But we all know what the word morning is. It was 